entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, from behind my cardboard microphone with talent on loan from Jeff. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We, I don't know who Jeff is. Uh, we, and he's not very talented, so look out. We have uh, the news on Iowa and what comes next. We also have Steve Baker in. He's an investigative journalist, a Blaze Media correspondent. He has been following the January 6th uh, debacle almost from the very beginning. In fact, he was there uh, that day. But he's been trying to get his hands on the videotape of January 6th. Well, that's been hard to do, and we know now why. He broke a few weeks ago a story on Blaze about uh, the possible perjury, but he didn't have the videotape to prove it. He does now. This is a massive, massive story that shows that Nancy Pelosi's security detail committed perjury during the Oath Keepers' January 6th trial. This leads you to the understanding that the January 6th trial was a possible setup entirely. Or did they just exploit what was happening and turn it into what we now think of as January 6th? Steve joins us in 60 seconds. First, our sponsor this half hour is Jace Medical. Look, if you are somebody that is uh, a prepper, I am, and I have tried to prep everything I can uh, to be prepared so I can be a help to others uh, and take care of your family first. So the first thing you think of is I got to have food and water. Great. But we are now looking at a world that could become very, very tiny very quickly, or should I say, go back to being a huge world again, like it was before we had all of this technology and ships and shipping. Right now, 19 uh, or 18 out of our 21 um, medicines for antibiotics are made over in China or made elsewhere, not here. We already have an antibiotic shortage. We've got to be able to have these in our own community so we can help one another, so we can live past any kind of storm that's coming towards us. Jace makes it super simple. You go online, you fill out a form, and then you get your prescription life-saving medications. That could be heart medicine, that could be anything. But the Jace case starts with five essential antibiotics. It treats the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Then you can um, push it out to all of the things that your family needs, and you can have a year's worth supply at your home. Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Use the promo code prepared and save. Use it at checkout for a discount. It's jacemedical.com. Steve Baker, who we are, I don't say this, you know, happily, Steve. I don't mean to make this sound like it's a, something we're all excited about, but somebody that uh, is, I expected to be in jail already, uh, and we're expecting that you may not uh, last the month before you're arrested um, by the FBI. Any updates on that? The only update we have was given to my attorney between the week of Christmas and 
January 1st, and that was a conversation he had with the new U.S. attorney that has my case. And that new U.S. attorney told him that now they have moved my self-surrender date back to mid-January and that they would give me seven to ten days notice because they have, I will tell you, for two years they've respected my travel schedule and uh, have at least uh, shown that kind of courtesy. But um, it's the middle of the month now, and we still haven't heard back from them yet. Now, they did tell my attorney at the time when he asked, well, can you just let us know what the charges are going to be? And the AUSA said, um, no, we're not going to tell you. Well, why is that? And I, I kid you not, Glenn, the U.S. attorney told my attorney that they won't tell me what my charges are or what I'm facing because they said I will tweet it out immediately. Well... <laughs> Yeah, so what's the problem with that? I'm um, not exactly sure. Yeah. Okay, so Steve, so we have a lot of new people listening today. They they, you know, saw what happened in Iowa last night. They want analysis on it. We're going to get that to you here in a second. Um, but for people who haven't been following why they're after you, it has to have something to do with the fact that you were in the building as a journalist, yeah. just like the ABC and NBC people and you took video and you started to say this isn't the story that everybody is saying it is then about two months ago um you put together a video for the blaze that showed nancy pelosi's security detail who is instrumental in the convictions of a lot of these people tell me bring me up to speed we'll play the first part of the clip tell me what we're going to hear in this clip it's very important for people to focus in on one thing here. Special Agent David Lazarus, who was on the dignitary protection detail for Nancy Pelosi, he testified in the Oath Keepers trial that he witnessed the interaction between the Oath Keepers and Harry Dunn, Officer Harry Dunn, who's now running for Congress, by the way. Uh, they, mm. <laughs> Yes. And that he saw this interaction, this highly antagonistic interaction between the Oath Keepers and Harry Dunn three or four times is what he testified in great detail in that trial. The problem with that, Glenn, was is that Special Agent Lazarus was not even in the same building. And we secured the Capitol CCTV video that I don't think they ever thought we would mm -hmm. get access to showing so, that that's the truth. So let me let me play the first part of what just broke yesterday. It's from Blaze TV, um, and it is an investigative report again by Steve Baker. Here's the the setup of what Steve said prior to. So you'll understand the importance of this videotape in cut two. listen. The story of David Lazarus on January 6th is very simple. Lawyers for Stuart Rhodes and four other members of the Oath Keepers on trial have suggested that the group helped Officer Harry Dunn. Dunn just took the stand and said flat out, quote, they didn't. Sentenced to four years in prison. Sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. Sentenced to 12 years in prison. Sentenced to 18 years in prison. His story that day is he was assisting the evacuation of the Senate at the time that the incident between Officer Harry Dunn and the Oath Keepers began. Just outside of the rotunda, there was Harry Dunn. He's a Capitol Police officer. He was freaking out. I mean, he was screaming. No, get the f out of here. 
He had a, a rifle. He had said he might get taken out, but he was going to take a bunch of people with it. He was definitely in a position where he could have done some damage. The Oath Keepers lined up between him and the more agitated protesters and assisted him in keeping them off of him. Don rejected the defense's argument that members of the militia protected him. I don't wow. conflate my story. He had two separate FBI interviews which were in conflict with one another. In the first FBI interview, he actually gave a favorable story about his encounter with the four Oath Keepers. He stood in front of Harry Dunn for almost six minutes. After he was brought in for his second FBI interview, he changed that story. He was fighting back insurrection across the Capitol while being called the vilest racist names. So what they did is they brought in another officer, special agent, David Lazarus, to kind of bolster that story and give it more credibility by saying that when he arrived at the top of those stairs, that he saw Dunn standing at the top of the stairs being hassled by these Oath Keepers. At the time the Harry Dunn Oath Keepers encounter began, he was not in the same building. Wow. Now, what this Jeez. video, if you're not a Blaze TV subscriber, what you're seeing on the screen are the timestamps. There's about eight different cuts there of where everybody is in the Capitol. Um, you see it on a map through graphics, but you also then see the Capitol cameras. What's so frightening about this, Steve, is um, they didn't think that anybody would get this footage. And the lie is is so clear that it is a lie. Um, and basically to put all of these people in jail based on that lie, it, it is terrifying what our government's willing to do to its own people. It's terrifying that they are still trying to cover this up. As a matter of fact, we learned just a few days ago that Capitol Police Chief Thomas Manger has stated that he has no intention to investigate this internally or to investigate the actions or the testimony of what? Special Agent Lazarus. That's correct. And what's what's also amazing, and we show this in this particular video, we show a screenshot of an internal Capitol Police leadership email that I received from one of my sources inside the building who sent this to me when back in the original release that we did when we started talking about this without the videos back in October, that they were very pleased that this story was not getting traction at the time. But now that we have the videos, this thing really blew up on the social media sites yesterday. Okay, so tell me what we're going to see and hear now. Part two. This this basically is going to take us through the um, uh, the the part where we see Lazarus now emerging to the area where he claimed that he was. But this is long after the Oath Keepers have left the building. They've certainly left the area and are exiting the building. But this, once again, it solidifies the fact that and it, it really brings home the fact, Glenn, that these individuals were testified against improperly they were lied against they're certainly at the very least their uh their not only their convictions but their sentencings were much worse as a result of these testimonies between harry dunn and lazarus and the fact is is that neither one of these cops who testified in this trial could possibly have um, experience what they said. As I said before, they gave very, very specific and detailed uh, testimonies, and both of them are not only in conflict with one another, they're in complete 
conflict with the truth. Okay, here's part two. This was released yesterday. Listen to this. Lazarus was just not there. He could not have seen, he could not have witnessed what was taking place because Lazarus was in another Senate office building across the street from Constitution Avenue. So we were able to track Lazarus on the Capitol CCTV cameras. Lazarus can be seen moving away from the Capitol building through a lower tunnel at 2.37.59 p.m. Lazarus continues moving toward the Senate office buildings at 2.41.49 p.m. During Officer Lazarus's October 31st trial testimony, he stated that he began his return to the Capitol building after hearing shots fired over Capitol Police radio. That occurred at 2.43 p.m. Here, Lazarus can be seen moving back toward the Capitol at 2.45 p.m. Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers began at 2.44 and lasted roughly between five and six minutes. Here, Lazarus finally emerges from the tunnel back to the Senate side of the Capitol building at 2.48. Dunn falsely testified that Lazarus was already at the location where he encountered the Oath Keepers before he arrived. But Lazarus can be seen at the top of the elevator leading up from the tunnel at 2.48 p.m. on the Senate side of the Capitol over four minutes after Dunn encountered the Oath Keepers on the House side. I mean, how is this not being investigated? I I guess this is where you come in. Um, If it isn't if it wasn't for people like you, we wouldn't know if it wasn't for places like the blaze. This story wouldn't be told and it would just go away. But in a surveillance state, and that's really what the Capitol grounds are. It's a surveillance state. You can track every movement of everybody and tie them all together. It takes a lot of time, as you know. But in a normal circumstance, this would mean that those people who were tried and convicted with this testimony, they would either uh, go for a mistrial or they would be immediately released. That's, That's the way America has always worked. And no one is doing anything about it. They think they're going to get away with it. Is that just because people aren't aware of it? Well, they're not aware of it, but I will tell you that we are working very, very closely with congressional members and staffers on this particular story, as well as the other stories that we're, uh, we've currently got in development. As a matter of fact, uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk, Loudermilk, Loudermilk. who is the um, uh, chairman of the subcommittee of oversight from House Admin, they just announced a couple of days ago that they have been given three times the number of staffers from House Speaker Johnson for the specific purpose wow. of investigating. January 6 matters, and I can confirm that now. But we have been, I have sat with uh, Mr. Loudermilk several times. I have uh, met with his uh, chief of staff and his staff members on many occasions now. And I think that at, le- at the very least, uh, before a committee is called or another J6 select committee is convened, they are going to bring these officers in for transcripted interviews under oath. Thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate all of your work, and we pray for you. And I ask America, pray for Steve Baker. Um, He is under threat from the U.S. government just because he's telling the truth. How do I know it's the truth? He has the video evidence. Steve, thank you so much. Blaze Media correspondent and investigative journalist. 
Um, and if you don't have this uh, video yet, you can find it online. You can go to blaze, uh, the blaze.com. You can also find it on Blaze TV, but tweet this out and spread this as much as possible. This tells a completely different story, and there is nothing but facts. You cannot argue this at all because everything is time-stamped. All right, back in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens, and Jerry wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, I listened to you rave about this product for several years before I decided to try it. When I got the trial bag, uh, that was more than enough to see the results I needed to continue purchasing more. My dog was playing and running again. She had arthritis and skin allergies, but I could tell a huge difference only after the second feeding. Thank you. Jerry, thanks for writing in. Uh, I saw immediate results uh, with Uno. He liked his food, and he was much more active almost immediately. Uh, but wait, you give this six months, you are going to see incredible changes in your dog. At least I did. This is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food and anything that is good for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. They need these things that have been cooked out of kibble food. Roughgreens.com slash Beck is where you go, or you can call 833-GLENN33. That's 833-GLEN33. They'll give you your first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. Call 833-GLEN33, 833-GLENN33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, the Democrats are talking about how horrible it is that Donald Trump could get in because he could make this a fascistic state. Uh, he could uh, he could jam things through the court system, etc., etc. Let me ask you, what the hell are the Democrats doing right now? I mean, this should show to everyone who doesn't believe in the deep state, doesn't believe that we are on a path of dictatorship. And it could be either party, gang. When you do this much damage to the republic, either side could become a dictator. That's why it's important for all of us to know the Constitution and to fight for constitutional rights, no matter who's involved. If if this videotape came out and you saw that Donald Trump and his people had edited and suppressed tape and put people into jail for 18 years, would you be for it? Because I wouldn't be. I would be just as mad as I am now. But I'm also mad at the American people. We get what we deserve. And if we don't start standing up for the Constitution we're toast. We're absolute toast. We will become a dictatorship. And I don't know who will make us one, but we're already on that road. The things that are happening, the fact that the police will not pick this up with the, with the truth, the evidence, the videotape. How do you argue videotape? Stu, help me out. How do you argue videotape? You say it's AI, but we know it's not AI. How do you argue that? That that's basically the last that's the last bastion, right, of arguing videotape. We've seen a it couple is. Of people do that recently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it is audio but tape, you, videotape. You argue AI, but that's about it. Yeah, there are there are there's software now that you can run, 
and you can run all videotape through and it will tell you if it is if it's a digital fraud or not. Um, you know, this we know is true because we're part of the group, the blaze that went into the archives at the Capitol. We're allowed in with five different reporters at the same time to review all of the videotape. We know what that videotape shows on this case. We know it. We got it from the federal government. So there's no way that a, uh, a digital um, uh, fake could have been made unless it was made by the government. And do you think Biden's government was doing that? I don't think so. This is why Blaze TV is so important. And I know there's a lot of pressures on you, but we really need your support. Uh, there's going to be litigation on this one, I'm sure. Um, so we really need your support. Join us now at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save. blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. Glenn Beck. I'll take a minute here and just tell you about an amazing woman named Charlotte. She didn't find out she was pregnant until she was about seven weeks along. Now, that's still time enough to get an abortion, and she figured that would be the best solution. Thankfully, Charlotte wound up at a preborn clinic where she was introduced to the sight and sound of her newborn child. And in this moment, that's the moment she chose life for her baby instead of the abortion she's been planning. Um, preborn could not afford to have the technician and the equipment and the training for an ultrasound if it wasn't for you. That child is alive and well today. Charlotte is just a different, just a different person. She's just beaming. And she is grateful for these uh, people like you that were generous enough to help Preborn give her that free ultrasound. It costs $28. It's a miracle. What we can do right now to help save lives is it's so easy and effective. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, and give preborn.com slash back. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code Colony Ridge and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hello, America. Real quick, uh, we're going to give you all the details on what happened yesterday in Iowa. I don't think there were any real surprises except for maybe um, um, uh, Ron DeSantis coming in second and Nikki Haley coming in third. I think that might have been a surprise to Nikki Haley. Uh, wasn't to anybody on this program, and I think if you've been paying attention. Also, uh, Ramaswamy has now dropped out. Uh, and we'll give you some more on the exit polls coming up in just a second. But there's there's some really am amazing things. The exit poll, and Stu, I know you want to get into this, and we'll get into it a little bit later on what the exit poll uh, has actually tells us about stolen elections. Um, but I, I I feel compelled today to talk to you about how unaware we maybe all of us are how how we are just not self-aware at all because each side is accusing the other of of dictatorships 
Um, right now, everybody, the Biden administration wants to round everybody up that says, you know, that there, there was a, uh, election fraud, uh, wants to discredit all of them, call them crazy kooks, et cetera, et cetera. And last night, what was the number, Stu, on the exit poll of people going in to vote? Uh, how many of them said that Trump had the election stolen from him? About two thirds, about two thirds of Republican voters. Do you know the number exactly? It was like in the 60s, wasn't it? 66, about two-thirds, yes. Mm-hmm. It's about two-thirds. It's, it's 66.6%. Exactly okay, mm-hmm. so uh, now the, Repu- the Democrats will call these crazy kooks. But the Democrats, what was the number of Democrats when polled that said that Donald Trump was not a legitimate president because the election was stolen in 2016? even higher right it was in the 70s 78 i think i think it was 78 78. 72 Mm -hmm. um but it was higher so you can't have it both ways all right we know that they've been claiming fraud forever that's why people who are caring about the constitution are asking for things like voter id paper ballots blockchain anything like that it doesn't make sense that you uh, you want to jail people or silence people on one half if you were the other half that have been saying it election after election. Here's what the New York Times has just said to the Republicans. Republicans who will gather in Iowa and others to cast their first votes of the 2024 presidential primary season have one responsibility to nominate a candidate who is fit to serve as president, one who will preserve protect and defend the constitution of the united states i am that's the first thing the new york times has said that i absolutely agree on and i will tell you you've got to find somebody who will protect and defend the constitution of the united states without the constitution well we're this what we have right now Donald Trump, the Times says, who has proved himself unwilling to do so, is manifestly unworthy. He's facing criminal trials for his conduct as a candidate in 2016 as president and former president. In this, his third presidential bid, he has intensified a multi-year campaign to undermine the rule of law. Now, who has undermined the rule of law? I would say those who said enough with the police force have done an awful lot of damage to the rule of law that said our court systems, our justice system, our police officers are all racist, no matter what the facts are. I think they've caused a lot of problems with the rule of law. He said that if elected, he would behave like a dictator on day one. Now, I believe that's true. He will act like a dictator on day one. But what does that mean? Then I'll come back to it. Then they say he also said he would direct the justice of uh, Department of Justice to investigate his political rivals and his critics in the media. Oh, you mean like what the Justice Department is doing right now? He also has declared the greatest dangers to the nation come not from abroad, but from within. President Biden has given multiple spooky speeches about that very thing. Look, here's what you need to understand. Trump did say that he would put Hillary in jail in 2016. He did. But we told you at the time, take him seriously, but not literally. He's, he believes that the republic 
does not go after opponents before or after an election. You don't do that. That's what a banana republic does. Personally, I think the case against some of these people on both the right and the left is so huge and so important. The case with Clinton, now with Russiagate, is even more so than it was in 2016. But the point is, he said it, but he didn't do it. Biden, on the other hand, did. He is on record speaking to the Department of Justice in meetings at the White House where he said he wanted Trump in prison. Find it. Do it. That's a dictator. Now, when it comes to him saying he's going to be a dictator on day one, well, yes, on day one, yeah, I guess so. Because what what happened with Biden's day one? See, we've already had dictators, and this is the problem. We're not following the Constitution. We've already had dictators, but they were dictators to where we didn't really... It didn't affect us that much, and so we were willing to put up with it. They're called executive orders. It's why Trump could make things happen without Congress. Congress is broken. They've given up all of their power. So the presidential administration makes up their own laws and rules without any representation. Okay, We are a republic, which means we have representatives that we elect. That's the power of the people. We hire somebody to make the laws. But Congress no longer makes the laws. They've given up. And so they've passed it to the administrative state. We don't elect those people. I don't even know who those people are. And they make the laws. So when the president says, I want to uh, give people back their money for their student loans, it doesn't have to go to Congress now, or that's the case they're making. That is a dictatorship. So when a president will come in, like Trump or Biden, Biden, a single person, can come in and reverse everything that Donald Trump did. In essence, he's dictating without public or any congressional input. Okay, We didn't vote for those things. Congress didn't vote for those things. So he's put them in. Now, when Trump says he's going to be a dictator on day one, that's what he means. I will stop all of this stuff through executive order. But if you're going to condemn somebody for saying that, then you have to condemn yourself first. Listen to this. This, this comes from MSNBC last night. If we're worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, if we're worried about the rise of the potential rise of fascism in this country, if we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascistic form of government, that leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. But people wanting that is as much bigger part of the equation. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. Now, listen to what Maddow said. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. When they first labeled the right extremists in the 20th, uh, 21st century, they were labeling people who were the Tea Party movement. The Tea Party movement wanted lower, uh, uh, lower spending, spending that was in control, we wanted the same thing the Democrats wanted, which was the Congress needs to read every bill and have time to read every bill. No more secret deals. We also wanted a return to the constitutional norms, 
a return to the budget process, which we haven't had since 2008. There is no budget for the United States. That's what we were asking for. And if that is if that's extreme, then yes, I'm an extremist. If a call to go back to the Constitution to question all of these foreign wars, to make sure we rein in the power of the federal government and empower the local and state government, then if that's what makes an extremist, then yes, I am an extremist. But that's only an extremist in, in the point of view from somebody who is an extremist for uh, uh, dictatorships, for vast control of the American people through government. She said they've brought them in a way where they haven't been central, where they haven't been central to the Republican electoral politics ever before. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader is interchangeable. You mean like the guy who can barely talk or function could be replaced with somebody else or you could have a good candidate but you don't really care who the candidate is, even if this guy is completely incapable of running the country? You mean that extremists just allow that to happen? Is that what you mean? She said, uh, Trump is a miss sometimes that we call it. The MAGA movement is probably a better way uh, to do it. So she is calling us extremists. Okay, I understand that, um, but... What is an extremist? In America, an extremist would be someone who rejects our founding principles, someone who rejects our Declaration of Independence, somebody who direct, uh, uh, um, uh, disagrees and rejects our constitutional and our Bill of Rights, the actual rule of law. When you say somebody can be listened to and hacked into, Without a warrant, I'm sorry, that's an extremist because Americans understand that the country is built around the Bill of Rights. And if America doesn't understand that, well, then we're in even bigger trouble than we all have become extremists. Matt Bennett, co-founder of the progressive third way think tank, went so far as to warn that the consequences of a failure of the Biden reelection campaign could mean the destruction of the United States. Everybody's nervous, he told the outlet, and the downside risk isn't that Mitt Romney becomes president. Now, think of this. Mitt Romney was Hitler. Mitt Romney was the worst president ever. He was going to destroy the republic. Remember that? Milk toasty. Mitt Romney was a danger to the republic. Now they're finally admitting, no, it's not Mitt Romney. It's somebody else, somebody who actually believes in something. It's that the republic collapses, and so people are, uh, are uh, scared and afraid. We invite everyone concerned about the existential threat that Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans pose to our freedom and democracy to channel their energy towards organizing, donating, and talking to their friends about the stakes of this election. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That is very American. I urge you to do the same thing. The question is, which is the extremist? The side that now says, you know, Hamas... It wasn't so bad what they did that 
we can we can live side by side with people who put babies in ovens. No, no, we really can't. This entire election is really all about what is extreme and what is uh, American. This election is truly all about voting for which one is going to bring us back to our founding principles. There's going to be a lot of strife because we've gone way over overboard. We are all in lifeboats and they're all leaky. Which one is going to have the principles and uh, and the support of the people to bring it back to constitutional rule? I don't know, but that's for the American people to decide. But I will tell you that if you just look at the record of the last 10 years of what the Democrats have done, even in the last three years, I think it's pretty obvious. Back in just a minute. Sponsor uh, this half hour is my Patriot Supply. When it comes to being prepared for disasters, there is no time like the present. Hungry people make bad decisions. Panicked people make bad decisions. It's honestly why the book of Revelation is there. It's not like God was like, you know, this book, this second book that I wrote, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of happy. It leaves them with a happy ending. I want to freak them out a little bit. He did the opposite. The book of Revelation was given to us so we don't freak out when things happen, that we stay calm, knowing that when you freak out, you make bad decisions when you are hungry. So prepare, watch for the signs of the times and prepare for those things. Right now, you and I both know anything could happen. Uh, We're in Texas. We could lose our power at any time because we've gone woke. My Patriot Supply is there and can save you $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit. My Patriot Supply. They're 25 years in storage. They're really good. They have everything that you need, 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong with the three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. $200 in savings right now. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by three today for free same-day shipping. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So there's a new poll out. Haley would have the biggest lead over Biden in a hypothetical general election matchup. 53 to Biden's 45. DeSantis is next. 51 to Biden's 48. Trump uh, is uh, 50 to Biden's 48. Um, We also have polls from South Carolina, but this doesn't include what happened last night. Will that change the polls? We'll have the exit polls, the uh, South Carolina polls, New Hampshire, all of that coming up in just a few minutes. Stand by.
the Glenn Beck Program.